Welcome to the TV show show. It's a podcast where we watch some of your old favorites. You've probably seen them and we're dissecting them a little too much. Does that make sense? I'm Rob Schulte. I'm Brittany High. Brittany, I went on a tangent there, but essentially, you know, we go scene by scene. And you chose a Quantum Leap episode. I've never seen Quantum Leap, so this is the first time enjoying it. Oh, I'm glad to hear you enjoyed it. This is, remember when I first told you about that we were going to do Quantum Leap and you were like, I don't know if I'm going to understand it because I've never seen it before. Don't you love, I do. don't you love that at the beginning they, they like explain the whole thing? I felt like it was just for me. Yeah, no, yeah, it was actually, it was. I came into it thinking, so this is a guy who's probably trying to like time travel, but ends up jumping into people's body in the past. And the first thing I see is a guy in a futuristic jumpsuit. And I was like, okay, I'm somewhat there. And then I hear a description that was exactly what I thought. Yeah. Loved it. That's the beauty of, uh, oh, well, it's just the beauty. It was very beautiful. (laughs) Should we leap into this episode? That's the only thing we can do. Just take a note out of Scott Bakula's (laughs) book and just quantum leap right in there. To season four, episode seven, The Wrong Stuff. Description goes, Sam leaps into Bobo, an space chimp who must avoid succumbing to the experiments of an Air Force scientist. I noticed a grammatical I was g- mistake. <laughs> there's one inappropriate Anne, and then there's a correct Anne. Very interesting. Anyway, do you? I'd say that's a relatively accurate description. Yes, I watched it, and that's basically what happened. So where do we start in this episode? We open and Sam is in some kind of, it seems like a space test situation, and he starts to freak out. Yeah, he's got a, his little helmet is uh, not quite fitting him correctly. He doesn't know how to drive this thing. He's like, hey, you got to stop this. You got to stop this. And no one in mission control is listening to him. No one. They're like researchy type people. And you can tell that by the white lab coat. Yes, that's the only reason why I knew. It's funny because he's like screaming. He's screaming, please stop. Let me out. And then as he's screaming, a man slams that ignition button. (laughs) (laughs) Freezes on his like creeped out bacula face. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to the opening credits. Which is super long. Why is it? (laughs) And it also explains like what we got told before. What? Yeah. It's like. Look, just concise will do the trick. Brevity is your friend here. Yeah, but it's they do do like the super long chill intro, and then it cuts back to Sam screaming again. (laughs) Like he's still in the machine. He's not knowing what to do. Uh, She's like, the respiration is 42 and increasing. His systematic blood pressure is 200 over 98 and rising. Uh, other things that are about his heart and him freaking out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because obviously he's freaking out here. She's like, we got to abort the mission. Everything points to he is freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> All of the glowing controls go red. Mm-hmm. He is in freak out mode. Yeah, I'm not a researcher or a doctor or anything like that, but even I can tell it's time to stop. <laughs> I am a researcher and doctor. And no, I'm not. That's a lie. Well... That's dumb. So anyway, he was wearing shorts. It's January 24th, 1961. 
If you couldn't tell that from the title of the episode. I guess this was at a time where you really, you didn't know the name of an episode unless you looked at the TV guide. That is true. So they really have to hammer it in. Is that a thing that people say? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, Sam's, it, the there's like a woman, we find out later her name is Dr. Ashton. So let's refer to her as Dr. Ashton? MD. MD. I mean, maybe she's a medical doctor, but she's... Anyway, yeah, she's stripping Scott Bakula of his clothes. He's got a chain around his neck. And then you realize he can't exactly walk the way you would think a you know, human would erect. And no one's paying attention to him or answering him. And it's like at this point, you don't know that he's a monkey. Or excuse me, a chimpanzee. Two different things. It turns out he's a chimpanzee. But if you had seen this show, you might have been thrown because he's only jumped into humans by this point. <laughs> yeah, one would just assume that he was going to continue to be a human. Yeah, we didn't know that you could change species. You're lucky you didn't leap in as a bullfrog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course Al pops up, as he does. I got thoughts on Al. Oh, I want to hear them all because I just really don't like him. Yeah, I don't either. Does he have three buttons on his lapels? <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe that's like future, like we didn't deviate in fashion too much. We just took stuff from the 70s and heightened it. I don't know. Maybe. that. Maybe that's what they were going for, but it didn't translate. Yeah, I mean, we go scene by scene in this, but we can also take our tangents. <laughs> Al's just, I don't know his backstory. I hear a little bit of it. In this episode. Well, apparently he was an astronaut before. Yeah, that's the big thing. When was this dude an astronaut? So Sam writes, my name is Sam on a notepad. And Al's like, don't do that. They're going to know. And then they're going to kill you because that's what they do to animals that are smart. Because, you know, the first thing you do is kill something. Yes. Rather than study its habits. Right, exactly. This is like season four of this show why is sam resisting the quantum rules like isn't he used to this yeah. by now like aren't you consistently inside of people and things and situations that you don't want to be involved with is a chimpanzee really the worst situation you found yourself in that you're like no this has gone too far real quick sorry do you yeah. think that white-haired doctor is supposed to be modeled after the guy from empty nest i don't know what that is well, I just decided what we're going to watch oh, deal. next. Deal. Let me ask you a question, because we're getting introduced to this new doctor. His name will come to me in a moment. He's the younger doctor. So we got gray-haired doctor, we got a little bit younger than gray-haired doctor, and we've got Dr. Ashton, right? Yes. I think that other doctor is Dr. Winger. That's right. Right. Well, and what's funny, though, is... When they said, oh, you know, Dr. Winger or whatever, and I was, like, sitting on my couch, like, really vegged out beyond understanding your comprehension, you know? <laughs> but I, like, sat up and I was like, Wainer? <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Wainer? And then they're like, Ringer? And I was like, oh, well. It was fun for a moment. It would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> you guys missed an opportunity. Totally. How old would you say Dr. Ringer is? I'm really bad at that. His character. But I would say like... Same, same. 45? I think he looks like a 45-year-old guy, too. And I think that perpetually as a youth, I thought pretty much all adults looked to be about 45. Agreed. They're either like 45 or 90. Yes, right? yes. Um, he might be younger, but not by much. I would say the youngest he could be is probably 38, right? I was going to say the same thing. 
Wow. Wow. And he flirts with Dr. Ashton a whole bunch. Yeah. And it's weird because, you know, at one point we're talking about, oh, they're like, oh, he's like really, you know, it's really hard not to spend time with, you know, these guys. And he's like, I know what you mean. Hey, what are you doing later? Um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? What a weird transition. Also, like, why you got to date people you work with? If it screws up, there's only like three of you. Empty nest doctor. Dr. Ringer, Dr. Ashton, and the chimps. Anyway, Al's back again, and Sam's in a cage. And they're talking about that, like, he leapt into Bobo. This is the space program. Before any humans went in, it could be a big deal, but Bobo went missing. And so they're trying to rectify the fact that Bobo had gone missing. They don't know why. We're getting this information not from Al, but from Ziggy, the tiny oh, yeah, computer, like yeah. the handheld computer. But it's only like slowly releasing information. It's like it's like the Wikipedia article is taking a long time to load, so you only get like one sentence at a time. Or like, you know how sometimes there's programs that you can like highlight the text and then it'll like read it through a computer voice and it never sounds right. <laughs> Yeah. It's just a little too choppy and slow. And also, I've never seen a Quantum Leap episode before, so that was new to me. (laughs) You're like, who's Ziggy? Not explained in the credits. Yeah, that is true. Scott Bakula did describe his memory as Swiss cheese, which I actually can totally relate to that. (laughs) Same. I was like, I know exactly what you mean when you say that. That also reminds me of those MTV, like, true life. I'm addicted to Molly or something. Impossible. And Is it? Yeah, Is it? Uh, they did a brain Swiss cheese thing. I don't think it's possible to be addicted to that, but I'm sure we'll get lots of listeners <laughs> letting me know that it's the experience you get addicted to. Oh, interesting. This show has a couple of pretty boring parts and scenes that go on too long, and I think it's pretty apparent that this might be one of them. Yeah. Could have been a little more efficient in the danger of like being a chimp, going to space, and the chimp went missing for some reason. So there's some sinister motive. We get it. Yeah, we get it. It's like you don't have to drill it into my head it's like you know you they, they're trying to convey some kind of urgency and they're trying to be like hey you know you really need to do a good job or you die and the chimp dies and it seems like it's not getting through to sam but it's probably also because al's peppering in perverted comments being like boy it makes me wish i was an ape he wishes he was a chimp so he could have sex with a <laughs> human woman yeah, I guess anything's better than being a hologram, though. I guess. Like, he's like, what he's really passionate for here is the touch of another living being <laughs> and not being like light particles. <laughs> yeah. But he's got some, some sort of stunt in his brain that even though he's from the future, he's got 50s misogyny. Yes, exactly. He is not woke <laughs> at all. We'll skip over this boring. It's just like they're just talking about how he's going to die. And nobody seems to mind. Yep. So the next day, Sam's waking up. He's got a banana peel on his face. You know, normal monkey stuff. <laughs> Monkeying and, around. Yeah. Chimpanzees. Chimpanzeeing around. Yes. Pretty wild. But a U.S. Air Force uniformed person comes in to feed the animals. But he also is taunting them. No, it's really just to establish that he's an asshole. But anyway, then it goes on to Dr. Ringer and Dr. Ashton walking away. And he's like, hey, maybe we can get that date, right? Remember when I was like, we could get drinks or something because I'm making a smart decision in my work life? Yes. She's smiling. 
you know, she's friendly with him. And she ultimately is like, well, let me see if I get everything done first, which is a real polite no. Well, and you know what's so weird, though, is this scene lasted so long. I'm like, what are you guys even talking about anymore? It's like the weird chit chat that you do get roped into with a coworker. Yeah, but like her dead dad comes into it and stuff. Why is it that we have to watch this whole conversation? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I have enough boring ass conversations that I'm involved with in my real life. The reason why I watch TV is so I don't have to I cut through the crap. Yeah. I do like this dude's skinny tie though. Oh yeah, that's a good look. I that's a tiniest tie I think I've ever seen. <laughs> so if you're watching along with us, I am at minute 1732. That is a skinny tie. Yeah, it's a skinny tie. But yeah, she says a very polite no. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, she brought up a lot of things, like you said, yeah. like her father passing away and things like that. And usually when someone asks you out and you're like, I have experienced loss and, you know, then you're kind of like, well, um... Maybe they're trying to just, you know, change the subject a, a lot. Yeah. I got a lot on my mind right now, pal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't include having drinks with Dr. Weiner. <laughs> also, she's 27. Oh, I missed that. Part. Her character is 27 years old. That's why I asked that earlier. I don't remember where that comes up. But that's why it's like, this dude, I don't mind if you date different age groups and stuff, but he's like asked her out multiple times within the same day. Or <laughs> just, dude, pump the brakes, man. At one point, Dr. Ashton gives Sam a baby bottle filled with juice. Yeah. It's just funny seeing Scott Bakula in a diaper and drinking out of a bottle anyway. You know, dreams really do come true. <laughs> They made this for me. Just kidding. They made it for many people. <laughs> He's drinking out of the bottle and she's like, and it's got your favorite in it, caterpillars. And he spits it everywhere, you know. And then this next scene... This scene opens up and he's, you know, getting poked and prodded and like tested and stuff. And Al comes out and he's like, whoa, 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 hold on. You need to watch out, man. Do you know what they put in those drinks? It's caterpillars. And I'm like, okay, I thought this was like code red. Something really bad happened. Yeah. Your urgency is off. You know what I mean? You should be running and screaming being like, don't you understand? If you mess this up, you're going to die. Instead, he's like, ew, caterpillars. Gross. Maybe it's because our generation may not be as against caterpillars as yeah. the future generations. <laughs> We're so progressive. That's when Sam gets a thermometer in his butt. Yeah, and then he's like on a mechanical bull uh, <laughs> NASA machine. Yeah. He's having trouble with that. It was making me dizzy to watch it. So I was like, oh, well, if I can't watch somebody on a television show enacting it, then I'm probably not cut out for space. <laughs> Also, like, it's too long of a scene. It just goes on forever and ever. You could so easily, you could get your caterpillar joke in there. You could get your food pellet joke in there. And then you could get your, like, oh, I'm bad at this joke in there in about 30 seconds. Have you guys heard of a montage? Yeah, I mean, we could even make the music for it. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to try now. We're, we'll do it later. Yeah. <laughs> God, this scene is still going on of him like practicing in the G-forces. It's like the quintessential like astronaut spinny chair test, right? I guess yeah, you know yep. the official word for it. It's G-force or something. But basically, he gets back to his cage and he's on the floor puking, which we've all been there. It's what a nightmare. Oh, 
No fun. <laughs> I hate when that happens. But we find out that one of the researchers says that Bobo isn't ready for space, and neither is his girlfriend, Corey, which we, we haven't really talked about because, like, I'm, not, I'm just not really into, like, delving into, you know, yeah. the specifics of a chimpanzee relationship with Scott Bakula. Also, sounds like bullshit. We find out Sam fucked it all up, and so they're going to return him to the chimp colony. And how'd he do that? I don't know, but we find out there's an autopsy for chimp number 52 for massive head trauma. That's really daunting because he looks down at the chain around his neck and it says 52 on it. Wait, is the autopsy something that Al had? Did I miss this? No, it's Ziggy the computer. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. God damn it. Okay, we're keeping that. I'm going to admit to my error there. So, weird bald guy who likes to bully animals are, is back. Mm-hmm. He's acting like a real jerk, and Sam grabs him, and uh, Dr. Ringer's like, Hey, they they gotta take this chimp to the lab. It's right here on this paperwork in this folder that I've got. And he's like, Yeah, he gave me orders. It's just doing what I was told. That's exactly what happens. Pretty good voices, huh? Everything was spot on. And they're like, You're doing head tests. You're doing head tests. But the thing is, it's like, and you're summing it up perfectly, but it's like so crazy because the scene is actually like arguing and arguing and arguing, being like, <laughs> chimps deserve to da da da. And he's like, humans need testing. And it goes on and on. And I'm just and sitting on. there going, you can do the same tests on something that has a similar structure to a chimp's head. True, true. But it also could have been summed up in about four lines. I think that's a reoccurring theme in this episode. I have a note that's like, damn, he looks good in a diaper. How often can you say that? <laughs> and how many times did you write that note? Just, uh, well, it's only because sometimes, you know, when he was doing karate and shit, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, he did a high kick. You know, he's wearing a diaper. When do you get to see all that? When Dr. Ashton is watching all of this go down, she literally trails off screaming, Bobo. <laughs> they tase him over and over and then they tranquilize him and they're like don't worry it's just a tranquilizer that's what al says and you almost want to be like okay cool so they're gonna do something weird to my body (laughs) yeah i was gonna say to my butt specifically yeah to my butt as soon as they have the opportunity you know like the first thing they go for is the butt not like that's what aliens do i'm sure that's what researchers true Animal tester people do because they're sick. They're all butt heads. That's all they got on the mind is butts. Yeah. So Al's trying to wake him up in the next scene. And he's like, dude, can you see me? You're in the test chair for the helmet that. God, that's just a death machine. It it is. And it's like, well, you're just going to hit him until the head falls off or something. Al says, wake up. Wake up like a hundred times and then it fades out and it goes to commercial and then it comes back and he's like, wake up, wake up for like a hundred more times. Like it's like five minutes of him just screaming, wake up. It's so hard to watch without the commercials because it is like so (laughs) much. And then we see like the dials going higher and the guy's counting 
the numbers into a microphone like we have any sort of idea. Nothing's explained, <laughs> but we just know he's about to die. And Sam wakes up and yes. gets out of his harness. He unstraps himself. He jumps out of the seat. He grabs a gun immediately. Yeah, and I thought it was a real gun at first. I forgot it was the tranquilizer gun. Oh, well, I actually, you just cleared that up for me this whole time. I thought it was a gun gun, but oh, maybe that's why they weren't freaking out about it. Because they're like, I'm only going to go to sleep for a long time. I'll be fine. If we move close, he's actually going to shoot me. <laughs> and that'll just be a really annoying six hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sam gets his girlfriend out of her yeah, cage. Yeah, that's right. And he heads out of the building. Al's smoking a cigar and they're getting ready to get out of here. I know we're getting at the most tense part of this episode, but do you know who plays Dr. Ashton? I looked up her name. Why don't you tell me though? Caroline Goodall. I know. I couldn't remember her first name, but yeah, I went and looked it up. There's no relation, but I did think that was crazy. I have to think that that had some case in her getting the role. Dude, (laughs) that just reminds me. This sucks so bad. This is such a lame comparison. But when I first moved to Los Angeles, my first job was I got hired by a weed doctor, you know, and I Uh I processed uh paperwork and stuff. And as you know, my last name is Hi. And it was funny because, you know, I had worked there for about six months and then I was like, oh, I kind of feel like I need to get a real job. You know, it was a real job in the sense that they paid me, but it, I, f- I could get high and be at work all day. Like on our breaks, we took bong rips. You know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, oh, I need to get a real job. But it was really funny because when I went to put in my notice with him, he was really, really offended. And he told me, I only hired you for your last name. <laughs> so what the fuck? <laughs> so I'm like, maybe, um, maybe that is the case. They're like, her last name's Goodall. That's, that's a connection. She- that's going to help. Yeah. So can you imagine now the clickbait articles that would come out if this was an episode? You're like, and the actress is Caroline Goodall. You won't believe that she's not related. Yes, exactly. Bobo's hugging his girlfriend. It is really sweet seeing Scott Bakula hold a little chimp in his lap, you know? That was that was a cute moment, don't you think? Oh yeah. I am like, I can't be alone in this. What are you a monster? No, 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 no. Uh, It's it's a (laughs) It's amazing. <laughs> it's a it's a great little piece in this frantic, frantic moment of an episode. Yes. Yes. They're trying to escape. Al discovers, thanks to Ziggy, that there's a body of water and they have to walk over a pipe over the water because, you know, they had mentioned before chimps can't swim because they have such low body fat, which jealous. Yes. Jealous. Yeah. No I'd kidding. give up the ability to swim for low body fat. But would you take the complete hair over everything? No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I don't think so. Dr. Ringer comes chasing after them while they're trying to cross the pipe and climb the fence. He loses his balance and falls in, giving them so much more time to get over the barbed wire. And be free. Yeah. He's drowning, which was confusing because I'm like- Ringer can't swim either. Right, but how? Like, were men not learning to swim at that time? Also, would you chase them over that thing so haphazardly if you couldn't swim? Crawl, man. Yeah, like a normal person. Once you eventually get over the fence, you can still chase them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But somehow Sam decides, he's like, oh, I'm going to save him because I can't just let him die. The person who wants to smash my brain in, like, I can't just let him die. Well, and he has the, the as I learned in the opening, the uncontrollable urge to help people. 
It, right, but you know. He saves him, but I don't understand because I thought it was a physical aspect. Is he not, even if he knows how to swim, if his body can't stay buoyant because of his lack of body fat. You mean uh, chimps can't swim? They drown because they have so little body fat. Oh, yeah. So if chimps can't swim, how can he swim? How yeah. can Sam swim? Right. And besides, he has a tranquilizer gun. Just like shoot him and, you know, you know, he doesn't have to save him. But he does, and apparently, you know, he's like, wow, you saved me. I'm not going to use chimpanzees for my research anymore. After, like, the Jesus stare. Yes, after the Jesus stare. And then uh, Bobo's girlfriend shoots a, a, a red shirt, nameless army man with a tranquilizer in the butt, and he passes out, and we all have a good laugh. Nobody really reacted in any kind. They're just like, crazy girl, give me that gun, girl. You crazy. <laughs> Girl, girl, you're really going in on this one. We get a little like VH1, where are they now? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Al gives an update. But, you know, you said it better. So you take this one. (laughs) Bobo and uh, Sam's monkey, number 52, grow old together and have a baby. Mm -hmm. Al's like, it's time for us to beam the F out of here. Yeah. Because he solved the problem. That's how that works. Is that what I'm led to believe? Yes, yes. Since okay. he made history right. Ah, that's you know, right. That's right. Right. Then he can leave. As he's kissing the other monkey. So you do actually get to see Scott Bakula's lips on a chimpanzee's lips. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. We've all been there. Just kidding. It's, <gasps> it's a dream. Wouldn't you love to kiss a chimp on the lips? Maybe oh, that's man. just me. And not in a passionate way. Just like, you know, they're cute. Yeah, just like a fun little like a uh, zoo trip. Yes, yes. <laughs> He leaps into another situation and, oh, he's not in a diaper. I'm not interested. He's in a three-piece suit. There's blood on the floor. and He's got glasses on. He's crawling up steps. He slips and falls on the blood. And then a cop is there. And the cop's like, hang tight. They're like in a tense situation. Oh, totally. If there's blood on the floor, it's definitely tense. True. But anyway, that's it. That's that. I actually stuttered, which is funny because that's like what Porky Pig does at the end when he says, that's all, folks. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's I'm a knockoff. Okay, but I got to tell you, he walks into the room and there's a dead body, if you didn't know that, from the, the blood. Oh, right. It came from something. It was a body and it's not yeah. alive. <laughs> uh, we get a little tail end scene. You know, they had fun. Everyone was having fun. Yeah. The monkeys were throwing stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Do you like that episode, Brittany? Well, you know, I feel like I, 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 I feel like I was the one who suggested it, and I was. Um, and then uh, watching it back, it was not nearly as entertaining as I remember it being. I think the '90s were a simpler time. What do you think? Yeah, totally. And I feel like this show would have really benefited from being like the 22 minutes, a half hour television show, rather than an hour long television show. Agreed. Cut the crap. Or put it into like some sort of five-act structure. Yeah. Give me some B storyline. Yeah, something. It's like, what's Al's deal anyway? Let me see where Al goes. I hate (laughs) to say it because I didn't like Al. Yeah, I don't like him, but I want to know. There's one Al on television that I'll listen to. I agree with you. I was going to say I don't think so, Tim, but I'm like, it's not true. I agree. I actually think so, Tim. (laughs) I wonder, we'll have to watch back all of Home Improvement to find out, but I wonder if there's ever a time where Elle's like, you know what? 
I agree with you. I, there has to be. And you know what? I said we were going to watch Empty Nest, but I never watched Empty Nest. I say next episode, let's watch some Home Improvement. Deal. I don't even know what it is. I'm going to just throw something out there. Let's say season three, episode four. Season three, episode four. All right. Hopefully it's a good one. Yeah. And not the one where like Randy thinks he might have cancer. That one. Uh, oh, good Lord. JTT. Any other thoughts on this episode? Scott Bakula in a diaper. And that's about it. How about you? I just think for an episode where they could have gone to space and not going into space on like such a sci-fi e show, like isn't that what your audience wants? You're so right. They were right there. And maybe they'd already gone to space, but this is a sci-fi show. If you are at all in the area of going to space, you should probably at least show some space. That's such a good point. Because, you know, all of the hinting of space, you should throw a little space in there, you know? Just throw some space in there. Yeah. If you like this episode, make sure you give us five stars on iTunes and maybe even a review. I would appreciate it. I'll probably read the first reviews we get on this show. So if you make it good, that could be funny or embarrassing. Well then, Britt, I'll see you next week. Okay, cool. Bye. All right. Bye. Why don't you take that banana and peel it?